Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Harpertown. Welcome to Bryce Harper Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line after the National 6-4 win over the Phillies. Dave, Bryce Harper does it again. As I was just saying, as we were getting on the air, if he hadn't done it so many times before, it would be hard to believe. The 11th home run of the season gets an 0-1 fastball from Edubre Ramos and just absolutely crushes it. Two-run blast, a walk-off on the Phillies, second walk-off on the Phillies this year. Uh, like I said, 11th home run of the year and just a flair for the dramatic for this kid on a day when he signed a uh, contract for 2018, gets that all locked up. So he's under contract until he possibly hits his free agent year after 2018, which we'll talk about soon. But stick to the home run for now. Just unbelievable blast by Harper there. Nats come back from 4 nothing, walk off in the ninth. Yeah, you know, when, when this guy, when he actually gets to his to his physical peak, to his athletic peak, he might actually be pretty good. Um, it's hard to imagine that. He, yeah, we've been we've been talking about him for for so long, and he's still uh, not even at his athletic peak or, or his baseball playing peak. And um, yeah, you're right. The flair for the dramatic, um, you know, the walk off, the big contract day, all the the whole nine yards had to be an emotional day for him all the way around. And then um, you know, then to come out and, and win the game like that in that type of fashion is just. Um, you're right. We get used to talking about it. We get used to seeing it, but um, but, but it hardly gets old. I mean, this is a, a generational talent who was obviously playing injured last year. Um, you know, play, tried to play valiantly through whatever it was that was bothering him. But uh, you know, you, you look at what he's doing this year, and, and it's it's you know the, the same pace as he as he hit in 2015 when he won the MVP. So um, just very encouraging to see it continue and. Um, you know, if you're a fan of the Nats, you, this has got to be a good day for you all the way around. Hey, just those numbers this year after tonight, uh, he ends up going one for four. That was his only hit of the night, just to make it even worse for the Phillies. Uh, one for four, the walk, two runs scored on the night, 1K. He's up to 368 average, 493 OBP, which is just absurd, even at this point in the season. Yeah. Uh, seven. 726 slugging percentage, 405 BABIP. Uh, he was worth 4.2 F war before tonight, 207 weighted runs created before the game started. Uh, These are just video game numbers he's putting up there, and he's not the only one in the Nationals lineup doing it. Uh, Zimmerman's still hitting 397, leading the league in all kinds of categories. Sure helps to have Zimmerman behind him. I don't know how much you buy into lineup protection, but when you can work around Harper, it's a lot easier for uh, opposing pitchers than having a 397 hitter behind him. Yeah, you know, there, there's no provable commodity on on lineup protection. You know, the the, the stat geeks and the and the sabermetrics will tell you that, that that it does simply doesn't exist. That you could draw the names out of a hat and put them in the lineup, and um, and it's just as effective as as uh, you know all the the planning that the managers go through filling out their lineup cards. But um, but you got to figure that, that that psychologically that having a 390 hitting Ryan Zimmerman as opposed to a 212 hitting Ryan Zimmerman uh, makes it a lot tougher to pitch to Bryce Harper. Um, it, it's uh, obviously neither of these guys are going to continue quite the pace that they that they put up so far this year. But um, I, I'm not going to argue um, or, or belittle what they've done so far because we are six weeks into the season now and they're still doing it. So it's just uh, tremendous, and the Nats are. Um, you know, far and away leading all of baseball in runs scored per game. And uh, with with the thickness that that lineup has right now, it's hard to imagine them stop 
doing that. It's uh, um, you know from from one to one to six or seven, uh, the, that lineup is as long and as, as thick as, as any in the league. You mentioned earlier uh, for the second May in a row. I'm just looking up now for Strasburg. It was uh, two, 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 May 10th last season. He surprised the baseball world, signing a seven-year, $175 million extension. Uh, not that sort of big news with Bryce Harper. They just locked him up for 2018, but they also gave him the largest contract ever given to an arbitration-eligible player before, $21.625 million for 2018. Uh, that means he's locked up and taken care of through when he can potentially hit free agency if the Nationals don't extend him. Uh, Mike Rizzo asked today why they did it now. Uh, it's just because it's a good time to have a comfortable player throughout the rest of the season. We don't have to worry about things after the season. Uh, there will be no anxious moments, arbitration moments, and that type of thing. Uh, there's some cost certainty with knowing how much you're going to have to pay him rather than going deep into the spring and uh, you know wondering how the arbitration payout is going to work depending on what he does this year. So he has a chance to make another million if he wins the MVP. Uh, what do you think of the Nationals locking him up? And after that, we'll discuss what this possibly means for the future, if anything, even though both of them kind of dismissed that talk and said they hadn't talked about anything beyond 2018. Well, I think it's good news. I mean, I think it's good news for a lot of different reasons. But uh, the very practical matter is that uh, that Riz is right. You know what he's going to cost next year. You don't have to go into the off season uh, preparing for an arbitration case against your best player and quite possibly one of the best two or three players in, in baseball. You know, I think that teams always want to try to avoid going to arbitration with their best players simply because you don't want to alienate them. Uh, you don't want to set them up for – um, for future failure or future excuse making or um, or quite possibly losing them in a walk year and, and for a team that um, that quite frankly has had um, has had some issues uh, with with arbitration eligible players on the lower end of the scale it's good to see them take care of, of a player like Bryce Harper um, I shouldn't say like Bryce Harper to take care of Bryce Harper uh, you know he he is a singular talent in the major leagues. Uh, and, and this shows a, a dedication to him um, a, as much as it shows a willingness of the player and his representative to work with the team. And, and, and as far as I can, I can tell, this is only good news um, with regard to any of the layers of tea leaves that you want to read into this thing. I was on record. Luckily I said it on Twitter so I can even prove it that I, I was – fairly confident Steven Strasburg was going to end up staying in the nation's capital uh, when he signed and what he got kind of surprised me a little bit. The fact that it was a player uh, motivated signing uh, was interesting in the end. Strasburg wanted to say the nationals knew him. Uh, they knew his medical records. He worked with the team. They brought him up and taken care of him when he did have issues and uh, nationals were kind of rewarded for that by Strasburg ended up staying with the nationals. The entire baseball world seems to think Bryce Harper is going to test free agency and at his age and what he could command. Honestly, I don't blame him. If he does, there's no reason for him not to, he could set up generations of his family for life with the kind of money they're talking about. After he signed today, though, he said, uh, my relationship has grown with Mike Rizzo every single year. I love the learners. I always talk about that and always say that I love playing here as well, love walking into the clubhouse every single day and putting on my Nationals uniform. He's been clear in the past that he loves the nation's capital. This is his team. There's really no way around that at this point, in spite of some of the talent that they have on the team. Uh, Harper's played every game of his major league career here. They're going to have to pay <laughs> – 
a significant amount. He's going to take up a large portion of the uh, payroll if you do sign him to the kind of deal they're talking about. But I'm not completely convinced, as the rest of the baseball world is, that Harper's walking away from the nation's capital after 2018. Where do you stand at the moment? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he still goes free agency, but I certainly think that he gives the Nats rights of first refusal. And, again, this is all speculation based on, you know, what we've all read and, and heard. And, um, you know, I, I got a couple of folks that I still talk to around the park that uh, um, that all seem to indicate that, that the relationship, as Harper and Rizzo both stated, is good. I mean, this is a good one. Uh, I think that, that, that today's, um, the today's contract signing only further bolsters that. Um, I, I have I have maintained that, as you said, as as much as the baseball media has, that he will test the free agent market. But I don't think it's to to run away. I think it's to to set set the level. Um, it would surprise yeah. me if the Nats re-signed him at that point. Um, but I just I still don't see a deal happening with Harper as it did with Strasburg, and I'll tell you why. I think the Strasburg thing was was motivated, like you said, by the player based on his injury history. And pitchers are a lot different than position players. Uh, you know, a guy could step on a curb and fracture his ankle and be done for his career. But uh, but that being said, Strasburg has a long and and and, and sorted injury uh, history, and it didn't surprise me when that got done. Um, to give him stability uh, throughout, essentially throughout the rest of his career. Um, Harper is proving his health again this year. Um, I think that, uh, um, as I as I pretty much always have, that he's going to take this to free agency. Um, and, and I said, based on his relationship with Rizzo and the learners, um, I think they'll probably get a right of first refusal. But but I would be really surprised if Bryce Harper doesn't test free agency. I thought it was an interesting article by Buster Olney today after the news of the deal for 2018 came out. He said Harper should call Cal Ripken and ask him what what it meant to say in Baltimore's whole whole career. Uh, Called Derek Jeter and asked why he never bothered testing the market when he became a free agent. Mm -hmm. He also said he should learn the lesson of Alex Rodriguez, who turned down some teams he would have preferred to play for to take that deal with the Rangers. I'm looking for the totals here because 10-year, 252, uh, I think Harper's most likely going to break that uh, if he, when he, if and when he does sign. Uh, obviously, for Rodriguez, there are a lot of reasons it didn't work out. Some of them self-imposed. Other ones, like I mentioned before, when you're taking up that much of a roster, the payroll, it's hard to build a team around you because you've already committed so much money to one player. But uh, what kind mm-hmm. of numbers are you, are you thinking? Uh, what do you think of those lessons? And if Harper, uh, who is a student of history, has you know looked at what's happened to some of these players in the past and might decide it might be better to stay in the nation's capital? Well, if he puts up if he puts up a season this year like he did in 2015, uh, and and can prove his health going into the next season, there's no reason why he couldn't ask for for tenure and 400 million dollars. I really don't yeah. think that's off the table. Um, you know, when you're talking about an arbitration-eligible player getting $25 million, uh, essentially, um, this is the bar that you've set for him. Um, you look around at some of the other contracts around the league and uh, you, you look at the Harper situation with his age, uh, you know, already with at least one MVP um, to his name, uh, he's, he's having an MVP caliber season this year. If he stays healthy next year, there's no reason to think he can't do it again. I mean, we're talking about 
you know, the best player in the game at that point. And um, there's going to be two classes that hit free agency before him. I shouldn't say there's going to be a full class that hits free agency before him. Um, And so you have to factor in the, the the inflation that that those free agents are going to see. Um, Yeah. I think, I think 10 year and 400 million, if he said, if the self stays, I think that's the barometer we're talking about right now. It might go higher. <laughs> Hope it doesn't go higher. I, I still think it's interesting the teams that are being talked about as potential destinations. Obviously, the Yankees, but hearing the Phillies' names thrown in there repeatedly over the last couple months is certainly interesting to me. I don't know who else is. Uh, obviously, like the Dodgers can spend that much money. I don't know if they have that much money with all the money they have tied up. But too many teams that can that can do it. First of all, and convince them to leave Washington on a second leg. It's going to be interesting to see who ends up getting into this if he gets to that point. But I don't know any other teams off the top of your head that you think can actually get in the mix for that. Well, no, I think I think it's the, the Yankees and the Nationals. And, and if there's a third yeah. team, um, they're 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 fooling themselves into thinking that they could spend the money on Harper and then and then compete. I mean, that, yeah. that's really honestly um, looking at the landscape of baseball. But that's it. I did say it's the Harper show for a reason. At the beginning, we pretty much run out of time here talking about just Bryce Harper, but uh, Ryan Zimmerman, we should note, started tonight leading the majors in average, slugging percentage, RBIs, hits, multi-hit games, extra base hits, uh, two for four tonight, two RBIs, Trey Turner with a big two-run home run to start the Nationals comeback. He's up to 257 on the year. Zimmerman, as I mentioned, 397 on the year. I, I know last time we talked, we talked about Zimmerman, what he's been able to do so far this season. But the fact that he continues to do it is shocking to me. Uh, Mike Rizzo on 106.7 The Fan this year, uh, this week talked about how finally being past that plantar fasciitis, he said uh, he, he doesn't think the baseball world knows how much of an issue that really was for Zimmerman to not have his base when he's hitting there. And to see him back hitting the way he has so far this season uh, kind of supports that argument from what we've seen. Well, yeah. Um, you know, he's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting the ball far. Um, the thing that uh, um, the thing that's strange is he's hitting the ball better than he ever has in his life, and um, to go from you know the better part of two and a half to three years of being injured uh, to now being a quote older player and and, and performing at a level that that he never has, uh, it is quite shocking. Um, you hope that that it continues. You hope that that, that he can put a full you know, all-star, you know, slash MVP caliber season together because, um, you know, with that kind of, um, you know, that kind of middle of the lineup and you throw Daniel Murphy in there too, um, they're a very difficult team to beat. So um, it's good to see Ryan, Ryan's room and healthy and having success. I mean, he's a guy that has meant so much to this organization from the time that they were terrible, you know, their, their first number one draft pick, 200 lost seasons. You can't think of uh, of a guy that, that you would want to have success more than Ryan Zimmerman, so it's good to see him to continue to have it. As I cross things off my list, I'll just say that Joe Ross should thank Bryce Harper because I had a lot of information here talking about Joe Ross and Mike Rizzo talking about how his arm slot has dropped significantly, four to six inches, he said, when they look at the film. Uh, they think that has a lot to do with his problems, but Joe Ross escapes getting <laughs> torn apart here tonight and told that he should become a reliever because Bryce Harper hit a walk-off home run off the Phillies and beat them 6-4 in the nation's capital, 23-12 and for the Nationals on the year, two games with the Phillies tomorrow, split doubleheader at 135-705. 
Dave, good to talk to you again, sir. Get back to work. Bryce Harper wins it for the Nats. That's it for Nats Nightly. Thanks for having me on again. Doghouse says go Nats.